0: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast. The podcast for small to medium-sized enterprises. Join your host, anne Cross, as she interviews business experts and industry thought leaders on best practice initiatives, innovation, and insights to help you grow your business. Now, over to your host. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast, where you'll hear from business specialists and advisors on best practice benchmarks to help you build a profitable SME. Now, joining me on today's show is Brenda Thompson, and Brenda is the CEO of Smart Connect Alliance, the leading authority on the benchmarks of business best practice for fast-growing, profitable SMEs. Brenda, welcome again to the show. Thank you for having me, Anne-Marie. It's great to be here. Look, it's going to be um, an amazing show today because we're talking about best practice benchmarking do you want to just share with everybody who's been listening to the show of course over the number of weeks that and months that we've been sharing other great interviews from other smart alliance members lots of different areas of focus but from now on each show is going to be focusing on a best practice benchmark why is this so important and and why are we doing this it's an exciting uh, new project that smart connect is now embarking on yes yeah, absolutely and it, and it's I guess it's been an, it's been an evolution
1: because we've got so many amazing specialist experts as as you've been interviewing over the last few months and I was looking for a way to actually bring them all together in some common form. And that's where we came onto the idea of, of best practice benchmarking as being something where we could pull all of those amazing specialists together in a common theme that would give SMEs a total framework and a dashboard for how to build a best practice business. Because mm. if you think about SMEs, they're, if they're in business, then if they're going to stay in business hopefully they're really darn good at what they do with their products and services but being really amazing at delivering your products and services doesn't necessarily make you an amazing best practice business I mean, we're all aware of fantastic products and services that just disappeared because the business owner wasn't any good at running a business mm-hmm. and then you've got the other end of the extreme where you've got businesses that have grown to be mega multinationals i mean golden arches kind of springs to mind but we won't mm-hmm. rave about. The products and services but but look at the quality of the systems and processes it's the business systems and processes that have driven mcdonald's yeah so when we're looking at best practice benchmarking we're looking at all the things that that will actually enable an amazing product and service delivery company to be an amazing business Mm. because that's where they can become fast growing and highly profitable rather than struggling with why on earth isn't my fabulous product for service actually going anywhere
0: yeah and what i love about what we're going to talk about a little bit later on is a tool that that you have created and often we'll find as you said we are very good in some areas of our business but unfortunately because there's lack and there's gaps in other areas we're just not able to grow our business to the level that we want and certainly are not able to sell it down the track because of the fact that we don't have the right things in in place so best practice benchmarking tell us what it is and how is it different from say uh, statistical kind of benchmarking which of course we're far more familiar with yeah okay well if you think about benchmarking there's there's really four broad
1: categories and I'll take you through them from the easy to the hardest the probably the easiest form of benchmarking is really internal benchmarking and I guess Mm any decent business is doing some form of internal benchmarking. They just don't call it that. That's things like looking at your internal numbers, your internal goals, your you know, your your internal costs of customer acquisition, your internal sales targets, all of those things are actually benchmarks. Mm-hmm. So any business worth its salt is actually looking at how they do things internally and then comparing them against benchmarks. So if, if our average sales, our benchmark sales for the month are five million, then you're comparing yourself against benchmark each month to try and to exceed it. That's probably the easiest, that kind of internal benchmarking. And it also applies for things like franchises. Franchises can do internal benchmarking from one franchise to another. So I mean, that's why they run things like competitions, which is the franchisee of the month. So they're actually looking at the way things are done Internally, which is easy because you've got the numbers, you've got the statistics, you've got the processes. Mm -hmm. So that's your that's your easiest sort of benchmarking. then the one that we we all sort of probably think about when we hear the word benchmarking is all of the kind of numbers sort of stuff. It's it's really industry benchmarking, and you can pick up these numbers from the tax office or from your accountant. Things like in your industry, cost of sales as a percentage of turnover ought to be around X. And, and that's fine. You look at that and you go, okay, so if cost of sales ought to be around X, that doesn't tell you anything useful about how to get your cost of sales down and X up. It just tells you where you are against an average. And if you really think about averages, they're not really incredibly useful because they don't tell you anything about range. Just as another example of an industry benchmark, I use SurveyMonkey. And SurveyMonkey tells me that the industry benchmark for open rates on emails in my industry Mm -hmm. is 27%. Okay, so I think that's nice. And then it tells me I'm getting 54% open rate. So I can go, oh, aren't I clever? Mm. But it doesn't tell me anything about how I got 54 versus 27. It doesn't tell me anything about how to get above 54 up to, I mean, the range could be from 90, well, it's probably from 99% down to 1%. It doesn't tell me any of those things. So yes. again, it's easy to do. There's anywhere where you can go, we can get a huge collection of numbers. And there's lots of places putting together those huge collections of numbers. But really it's it's statistics, mm-hmm. so it's not not terribly useful and exciting. No. <laughs> <laughs> In fact you might, in fact, I think you said to me the other day, but that benchmarking stuff's boring. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's kind of <laughs>
1: and, and yeah, I mean that that's that's it's and it's also it's also not very exciting because you can't do much with it that's other right. than go, oh, aren't I clever or, or oh, done, you know? Like if, if the if my benchmark for my emails was fifty four and I was at twenty seven, I'd be feeling pretty damn depressed because mm. I wouldn't have any idea how to do anything about that. So it's not useful in that sense. Yes. Then then we sort of start to move to the to the harder ones, and the next this distinctly harder one, but the one that again, probably more bigger businesses use, and certainly businesses that are highly comp- in highly competitive markets, is exactly that competitive benchmarking. Mm-hmm. So competitive benchmarking is really, and and we'll try and we'll try and keep this honest and ethical, but it's when a company compares their products and services with another company's product same type of products and services and tries to figure out how they can be more competitive Mm -hmm. so it includes things like reverse engineering so you might go and buy a rival's product and pull them apart and try and work out why they're better than yours Mm -hmm. or you might look at their features and benefits and then you look at your own features and benefits and go okay how can we improve improve ours lots and lots of companies do it in fact the the very probably the very first example of Benchmarking in business as opposed to the traditional meaning of the word benchmarking, which was a line drawn in a bench to measure surveyors' rods. So the very first sort of serious example of benchmarking in business was Xerox in the nineteen seventies, when they were selling far less and at far less profit than their competitors in the uh, in the photocopier market. Mm-hmm. So they went and then went and looked to see what they could do to improve that so that was really significantly competitor benchmarking but they also and this is where it gets really interesting because this is what moves us into best practice benchmarking they didn't just look at what was the difference in their photocopiers because they were making better copiers they actually then started to look at processes and this is where we moved to best practice benchmarking because what xerox found was that their ratio of indirect to direct staff was twice that of their direct competition It's a staffing issue. Mm -hmm. They had nine times the number of production suppliers, so the supplier issue. Their assembly line rejects were in the order of 10 times worse. That's an operations issue. Their product time to market was twice as long, another operations issue. And their defects per 100 machines were seven times worse, all operations issues. So they then took examples from that from outside the photocop, from outside the photocopier market and they went and looked at completely different markets. So they looked at a sporting store warehousing. They looked at all sorts of things that other people right outside their field were doing mm-hmm. and got to best practice and that's what best practice benchmarking is all about so it's totally about it's it's exactly as the name suggests it's looking at what are the best practices across generic fun- functions mm-hmm. so you can actually find the most effective business practices so it works in operations which were a lot of those xerox examples it works in branding marketing sales financial management technology hr risk management strategic planning all of those things there are best practices And those are the best practices that will enable a really good product or service to nail the market, as opposed to an ordinary product or service going out of business. Get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So those are. And those are the things that as a business owner, how the heck are you supposed to know all that stuff?
0: Yeah, really. really,
1: You know, it's like saying to a dentist who's got this nice little dental practice, okay, now go and figure out what the heck best practice is for branding or, Mm. or
0: HR or having a great company culture. Yes. Absolutely. And I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, there are four different benchmarks you've spoken about. So internal benchmarking, industry benchmarking, competitive benchmarking, and then lastly, best practice benchmarking, which we're talking more detail about today someone may not really have heard about that a business owner so let alone knowing okay if you can have it across a number of functions of course across your, your business what what does each involve but let's talk a little bit more about the benefits of best practice benchmarking because I know as business owners and SMEs we're very busy already uh, in our day-to-day operations overseeing team all of that so you know what is the outcomes what are the benefits that we could start to see once we start to recognize what these Best practice benchmarks are, and then implementing them within our businesses. And it's a really good question. I think leading, going back to that Xerox example,
1: kind of really shows what they're likely to be. Mm. But most of those examples were very much in the operation space. Yeah. But if you think about with what we've done as a as a as an alliance in the Smart Connect Alliance, is we've actually identified that what are the core pillars pillars of effective business. So we've got branding, marketing, sales, customer relations, HR technology, uh, risks systems, operations, probably missed a couple. Anyway, but we found those 11 pillars. Mm-hmm. And across those 11 pillars, if you think about, take branding as an example, if you want to build a really fast-growing, successful business, you're going to have to have a brand that cuts through. And if we go back to that dentist example, how the heck does a dentist know how to create a brand that cuts through? Mm -hmm. But if you've got a brand that really cuts through, then you're going to be able to stand out in the marketplace. And standing out in the marketplace is going to mean you're going to generate more leads, you're going to generate a tribe of people who love you, all of those kinds of things. So example number one is clearly about becoming far more competitive. Then if you look at a marketing in the, in the same space. So if you're, if you're cutting through on best practice marketing, and marketing is an absolute nightmare for most small businesses. They've got no idea That's about right. marketing and what's best practice. And and people get inundated with, oh, you should do Facebook or you should do LinkedIn or why aren't you doing podcasts or mm. are you doing Google AdWords or your Google AdWords aren't working well, that means they weren't right for your your business, but was it that you weren't doing them right? All of those kinds of things that they get overwhelmed with where if they actually know what best practice is, and then that best practice can be honed down into best practice in their industry, then you start to know you're doing the right things. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously, if you know you're doing the right things and you know you're doing the right things correctly, then that's obviously going to improve marketing. Yeah. And then if you're looking at best practice in terms of sales processes, then you're going to improve, then you're going to improve your sales conversions if you're looking at best practice in terms of financial management, and that's another nightmare area for SME businesses. So many of them have got no idea about their numbers. Mm -hmm. But if you actually start to look at best practice in terms of understanding your numbers, I remember a few podcasts ago, Stuart Clark was talking about being really tight and being really nailing all your sort of planning things. Mm -hmm. Stuart also wrote a really, really good article on costs of products and the fact that you can actually send yourself out of business if you don't understand the cost of your products Mm. and that maybe it might be important to actually reduce your sales because you might be selling, you might actually be selling yourself out out of of business. business. But if you don't understand those numbers, then you don't know that. No. So you've got all of the stuff around managing your numbers, reducing costs, becoming more efficient, improving staff skills, using technology more effectively. I mean, how many SMEs don't understand how to use technology effectively? It's Reducing more reactive, waste. isn't it? More reactive yeah.
0: and yes. uh, not, certainly Absolutely. not
1: proactive. Got best practice benchmarks then you can actually look at where the people who are doing this effectively are sitting, whether you're sitting there or whether you've got a way to go. Mm. And if you've got a way to go, then you can also start to prioritise because you can look at, okay, is that likely to be having a big impact or a small impact on my business right now? But when you don't know what you don't know,
0: you don't know how big that impact is oh that's right that's right and so often as business owners we're experiencing the the downturn or the problem or the challenge but we often end up fixing incorrect areas because had we put in place benchmarks you know these best practice benchmarks we would know that the reason we're not generating sales is because two or three steps before that there was a massive big gap that our team wasn't doing and then you know and then so we can start to monitor okay well where where is this uh where is the cog in the wheel not working well you know Um, but as you said if you don't have something in place there's nothing to measure or monitor and Mm -hmm. if we're not measuring and monitoring we can't change to improve Yeah, absolutely. Benchmarks give you this sort of the entire dashboard of the car. Yeah.
1: Because you can see where the, where the red lights are, where the orange lights are, where the green lights are. You can see how you're performing right across that dashboard. And at some point in time, you might decide, oh my gosh, I'm getting low on fuel, but that's okay yes. because I know the service station is around the corner, but right now I've got to deal with that accident over there.
0: So really to answer the question, what are the benefits? Well, if we want to build profitable, successful businesses that we can sell, we really need to have best practice benchmarks in, in place. Absolutely, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. One, we were talking about this in one of the Smart Connect meetings a couple of weeks ago, and one of the members in that group does business valuations, mm. and we were going through the benchmarks and mm-hmm. sort of going, you know, doing the, our final reviews on the benchmarks. And he was going, well, these, these are these match all the things that I do when I'm doing a business valuation. Mm. So when I'm looking at a business valuation and value and valuing a business, these are a lot of the questions that I'm asking.
0: Valuable, valuable, mm,
1: extremely."
0: So that yes. leads me to this next question then. If it is so valuable and we've just confirmed it is, why do you think many more SME businesses are doing it or not doing it? Oh, because it's so darned difficult. <laughs> it's like
1: most big businesses do it across mm. all types of companies, you know, private, public, nonprofit, You see government doing it. But those companies have positions or offices in their company in charge of benchmarking. You've got Mm. information officers, data analysts, business analysts, market researchers. You've got all of those people doing these things. Are you a poor little SME business owner? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like how on earth do you find the time and the resources to go Mm. and figure out what a best practice is? Mm -hmm. How do you even know where to go to find out what a best practice is? And there's so much information On the internet how many articles do you see every day that tell you the 10 most important things to or the 10 ways to Mm -hmm. or the 10 things every business owner needs to yeah now they're all in a in a sense pretending to be benchmarks but they're all all over the place so you're just absolutely overwhelmed with that stuff so you don't know you don't have the time and the resources you don't know what's what's real and what's not you don't know where to go or how to do it and when you've got all of that how do you know which bits you haven't included because you don't know what you don't know? It, it, there's no way that the average SMA business owner is going to find time to do this.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. And that's the
1: huge loss. If they've got a business coach, for instance, that's a good start because the business coach will give them sort of like breadth. Yes. Or they can go to a specialist advisor mm-hmm. and the specialist advisor will give them depth on a particular pillar. They might go to a branding consultant and if they're a good branding consultant, they'll give them All of those branding benchmarks and they'll help get them there, but that's, they're either going to get breadth or depth. And that's by going to external consultants. Yeah. There's no way they can get breadth and depth.
0: Because it's just there's just way too much stuff, and it's confusing. You know for sure totally there is confusing. so much information on the internet yeah. that it, we become overwhelmed, and it's also almost like you know Dr. Google. <laughs> there's so yeah. much information yeah. out there we end yeah. up confusing ourselves. We're working on the wrong things, and it's not right for us for our industry yeah. and our particular business and growth stage where we're at. You know there could be yeah, different stages absolutely. that we're at yeah. at uh, you know growing our SME. But of course until now, because now we have the Smart Connect benchmark tool tell us what is it and how did it come about it's so exciting because it's just
1: literally solved that breadth and depth problem Hmm. because we've got 30 36 specialist advisors across all of those pillars and so basically what we've done is we've created that dashboard we've got out of the 11 pillars i think we've got something like 45 or 46 benchmarks What we've developed on each of those benchmarks is, first of all, there's a benchmark, which is a statement of best practice. It's very short. It's very sharp. It Mm. says this is best practice against this benchmark. Then underneath that, we've got just a very brief explanation of why it's important. Mm -hmm. And then underneath that, for every benchmark, we've got a checklist that you can assess yourself against to see whether you meet it. And then moving on from there, we're going to be doing, as as we were talking about earlier, we're going to be doing podcasts around then how to meet each benchmark. Because what's so amazingly exciting about the Smart Connect Alliance, and it didn't start this way, but what's so exciting now is because we've pulled together such exceptional specialists, and because they've become so extremely good at working together, Mm. we've enabled basically this fantastic car dashboard. So, it really has become a really incredibly powerful business dashboard. So... SMEs will be able to log in and it only takes somewhere around 11 minutes mm-hmm. to complete the thing. And I guess that will vary depending on, I mean, we've had people do it in as few as five minutes. If they're if you really kind of, you can read the benchmark and you go, yeah, I know what that is and I know I do or don't meet it. So businesses who are already sort of well on the way to being strong are going to read a benchmark and go, yeah, I know what that means and I know where I'm at. Yeah. businesses who perhaps don't understand the benchmarks as well will go through and and read all the explanatory stuff and go through the checklists to rate themselves but let's face it if you need to do that then you need to do that yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> so, so I think the longest anybody has taken doing it so far is about 20-25 minutes mm. they then get a complete report which is basically their dashboard. So there's a one-page report where it's all every benchmark is colour-coded to show where they're at on that benchmark. And then there's a page for each benchmark actually analysing what it's about, repeating the checklist. And then they can come back and do it every six months, every 12 months. So it actually becomes a complete business development plan.
0: Incredible. I mean, if you think about um, this, the Smart Connect benchmarking tool, how are some ways that you think it can really start to help SME businesses? I mean, I can think of many. Let, let's talk about some of <laughs> them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess the first thing is it's that dashboard. It shows all of the
1: aspects that are important in running a successful, profitable, fast-growing SME business. Mm-hmm. So it, it tells you what you do and don't know. And literally at a glance, once you've done it, it shows you where your weaknesses are and it shows you where your strengths are. And if that's included into your business planning process, and that's one of the benchmarks is actually having a business planning process, is if that's included then into that business planning process, it it provides you with a continuous, an ongoing continuous improvement strategy. And it enables you to see if, if you look at it in terms of your business goals and the things you want to achieve in any given period of time, it lets you look at those benchmarks and go, do I have the strengths here to do that? Or am I going to need to going to need to go and pull in some expertise before I'm going to be able to able to nail that. So it really it enables the planning process incredibly strongly. It's really, really powerful at enabling a planning process. and it it enables you to understand sort of why your business might not be as successful as you would want it to be. It enables you to see really where the gaps are. So that to me is the really, really powerful bit of it. And the more people we have do it, and let's face it, it's a brand new tool, but the more people we have do it, then we'll be able to really hone down into different industries, length of time in business, size of business, and really sort of start to hone in and and fine tune the benchmarks so that we can start to sort of go, okay, well, in this industry, this benchmark might be more important than that benchmark and, and sort of really start to tailor it more and more. All of those benefits we talked about at the beginning, you're going to get From being able to actually compare yourself against best practice, see what you're good at, see what you
0: need to fix, incorporate that in your planning process. And really start to move forward. I love that because, you know, we can do a check in now, see where we're at. Where are the gaps? <laughs> and I think, look, if, if there are a lot of gaps rather than beating ourselves up, I think let's celebrate because now we can move forward. We know which areas we need to work on, which areas we need to tweak. And then in six months time, go back and see now, how are we tracking now and, yeah. and so on? And I mean, we don't need to then go all over the internet to find all right, all 11 pillars. I need to find out more. It's all in this one handy tool that we can use. Now as you're talking, I'm sure people are thinking to themselves, is what's the cost to actually access the Smart Connect benchmarking tool? None. It's absolutely there you
1: free. Go. The, the tool <laughs> is completely yeah. free. Because it, it's just such an incredibly valuable tool. Mm-hmm. And as a as a community, as a collective of business owners, we really wanted to there's no reason to charge for that. If that's something that's going to enable SME businesses to be more successful, then we as a collective want them to be more successful mm-hmm. and we want to be able to support them in being more successful. Once the business owners completed the tool, then they've got some options as well. They can We can just send them the report or we can actually organise for one of our boards of advice, which is a collective of of specialists across a range of those pillars to review what they've come up with and actually give them a a, a report of some recommendations for improvement as well and that's free to and then obviously they can do whatever they like with those recommendations i mean we'd like to think that they'll come back to us <laughs> but but there's an absolutely no obligation there's no catches yeah. nothing like that at wow. all this is really about creating an environment where SME businesses can thrive.
0: Yeah. So, Brenda, I'm sure everyone is poised. They've pulled, if they're listening to this podcast while they're driving, they've pulled over to the side of the road ready to to find out what's the URL, how can they access this benchmarking tool? <laughs> okay, so the
1: URL is smart-connect.net.au. And the hyphen is important. So smart-connect.net.au. Fantastic. So any last insights before we finish the show? Just get on there and use the tool and and see where your business is at and work out what you're going to do to make it, to, to really be able to take advantage of the awesome products or services that... I'm sure you're already doing so that you can grow and thrive as a business.
0: Yeah, I think it's important, isn't it? Particularly too when we uh, consider just how competitive, how noisy and cluttered mm. the marketplace is, particularly when we're thinking about online, that you know, a lot of these best practice benchmarks are really going to support our businesses and defining, you know, our cut through message, how we're going to position ourselves, how we're going to continue to build sustainable, profitable businesses, that we can end up selling if that's yes. the choice down the track yeah. that we want yeah. to do because yeah. we know and that if you, everything's in
1: yeah. place mm. yeah and if you've got a if you've got a plan to sell then this is a really really useful tool to be able to use in terms of demonstrating the value of your business
0: oh absolutely absolutely well thank you once again for coming on the show my pleasure thank you for having me well, that brings us to the end of another show and I do encourage you to reach out and to take and get access to the Smart Connect benchmarking tool. All you need to do is go to www.smart-connect.net.au. And of course, if you want to connect with Australia's foremost collective of business experts and thought leaders on best practice benchmarks for SMEs, again, go to that website www.smart-connect.net.au.